Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season three, episode 18 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called The Murder of One. And it is the murder of one of the originals. Stephanie, you predicted not only that Finn would be murdered, but you did say this episode. Yeah. Because now you always guess next episode because you have to. Yeah, I have to throw it out. I was pretty happy with this one. Klaus really got the timing just A+. plus this week a lot of people got put through the ringer yeah it was a hard week for a lot of our, our heroes this week for our heroes and our villains no one really came out on top here yeah no one's happy with the way this week turned out yeah everyone's like oh because except I- maybe evil alaric he's like fuck yeah look at my new steak he's like this week rocked for me <laughs> yeah both the heroes and villains each had their own plan They're like i'm one step ahead but it was one step in two different directions uh, so everyone kind of just got everything got jumbled up is net zero for everyone. Yeah. As always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Damon and Stefan focus on a new project that will bring them closer to destroying Klaus. And they quickly bring Elena, Caroline and Matt in on the plan. After Klaus threatens someone close to Bonnie, she has no choice but to work on the spell he needs. Meanwhile, Klaus and Rebecca find the perfect motivator to convince Finn Michelson to cooperate with them, but Rebecca is more interested in her own brutal plan to take revenge on Damon. Stefan's emotional turmoil leads him to a dangerous confrontation with Klaus and, later, to a heartbreaking moment with Elena. My heart's not breaking. Yeah. Sorry, Stefan, that you were a bitch ass to your girlfriend for six months and she decided that she didn't want to put up with it anymore. And she decided that your hot brother, who is obsessed with her, is the better option. Yeah, can't can't fault her for that one, but can certainly fault you, Stefan. And he's faulting himself for it. He knows. Yeah. So we open the episode at Rick's apartment. Elena's coming upstairs with coffee and a muffin, but Rick doesn't answer the door. No, Damon does. And Damon could not more clearly be blocking the door. He says that Rick is indecent, but fine. And that's why he's blocking the door, because Alaric is sitting in there naked. Yeah, which, sure, you're fully clothed and he's sitting there naked. I believe that. Yeah. And Elena doesn't buy this at all. She says, "Okay, so there were no issues last night. What's up with Rick? Damon says he slept like a baby. He woke up Alaric. There's no dead council members. We did it. Um, Elena says, well, okay, I can't help but feel like you're hiding something. And he's like, why? I'm just standing in the complete, you know, open spot of the doorway, not letting you in. Why would you think that? He says, well, you are being paranoid and a control freak and you're crazy. Um, Then he looks at the muffins she brought and he says, oh, my God. Yay. Chocolate muffins. Love it. Uh, The way to a psycho killer's heart is through his stomach. And Elena says they're not for you. Yeah. She's like, they're for the killer. And Damon says, "Okay, keep convincing yourself you're mad at me. Rick's going to pass on Elena's time today. He's locked down. And Elena says, well, can you, like, give him the muffin and tell him I miss him? She's like, I walked all the way over here with this muffin. Yeah. And Damon quickly closes the door and says, bye, have a good day. Bye. And she's not happy with it, but she does walk away. I wonder if she had tried the little fake steps away, if that would have fooled the eavesdropping. I'm going to guess not. It might have fooled at first, but then if there's a, a, we have to assume a door downstairs and the door didn't close. I mean, I think they probably wouldn't have been fooled, but she should have tried. Yeah. (laughs) She does leave inside. Damon is eavesdropping and he confirms that she leaves. And then as soon as she's out the door, Rick turns a table saw back on. He lives in a studio apartment, but he has room for a table saw. 
Well, and like, again, this guy just, we just discovered this guy's an alter ego that's killing people. Maybe confiscate his power tools. Or that's a good idea. And also, I just think maybe think twice before we let him in on the plan. He yeah. can't be the only one who knows how to use a table saw. Yeah, it, they're very simple to use. You just pull them down and they cut. Yeah, simple enough. And so he's cutting up the Wickery Bridge sign, the new one that he made for Carol Lockwood, and he's just going to not ever give it to her because he's cutting it up and making steaks out of it. Uh, meanwhile, Stefan and Damon are whittling, and Stefan says, hey, make sure it's sharp. I'm not going to lose because you can't whittle. Damon says, okay, uh, you're micromanaging. Yeah, he's like, leave me alone. It's a steak. Like, it'll go in. We're strong enough. And Rick says, well, you know, you guys seem to have this under control, so I'm going to call the sheriff and turn myself in. And Stefan and Damon are both like, no, you're not. Why on earth would you do that? And Rick says, guys, I have a homicidal alter ego. And unlike some people in this room, I want to take responsibility for the people I killed. Stefan and Damon are like, ouch. Stefan and Damon are like, "Uh, yeah, we don't take responsibility for it because it's stupid to. We like to live our lives. We, I got places to be, people to see. Yeah. I can't be feeling remorse. <laughs> Damon says, well, if you wanted to turn yourself in, you wouldn't be saying it out loud. Just saying. And that's T. Yeah. And Rick says, OK, you of all people cannot psychoanalyze me. And Damon's like, I am exactly the person who should be psychoanalyzing you, first of all. And I will continue to do it. But a lot is weighing on Alaric because he's like, I killed Caroline's father. I nearly killed Meredith. Everything has changed. Not a mention of Brian Walters. Well, so you don't care about that guy? <laughs> no remorse for him? <laughs> He was on bowed time as is. Uh, Stefan says, look, you're not turning yourself in. Uh, Bonnie's herbs are working and we've got originals to kill. So notable that even Stefan, who feels guilt about every single thing he does, is like, mm, no, you can He's let like, this you got nothing go. to feel guilty about. It's <laughs> like this one's fine. <laughs> uh, Damon says, yeah, Stefan's morals get questionable when he has revenge on the brain. He he he. And Stefan says, Klaus needs to die. We have a chance to kill him. Stephanie You're not is like, turning yourself in. All, all I've been doing is trying to kill Klaus. I am not losing that because you just happened to kill a couple people. The people are dead. They're already dead. They're not coming back to life. Yeah. Might as well kill the originals before you go to jail. Okay. <laughs> be a team player. Yeah. Just call him tomorrow. She'll be there. I promise. Damon gives Alaric his Gilbert ring back and says, hey, put it on. And Rick says, well, I don't want to because I don't know if you heard, but that ring is the reason that I've been killing people. And as I cannot make clear enough, I'm not happy about killing people. And Damon says, yeah, well, it's also the reason you're alive uh, and you're going vampire hunting, so you should wear it. And Alaric does put it on. Yeah, he's like, you know, I feel bad that you're killing people and you don't like it. But you don't have to die today. Yeah, that being said, you got to stay alive. So, and then we go out to the woods. Caroline is like, oh, so Alaric killed my dad. Elaine is telling her that in case she hasn't figured it out. I think she probably logically could have figured it out by now if she's been caught up she would get here but it's good to kind of say this straight out put this on the table it can't be used against them at all yeah and just start the healing process yeah elena says look i can't expect you to be okay with this but at least these herbs that bonnie is giving him are healing him and the dark side has been staying buried and caroline says oh and that's supposed to make everything okay and elena says no it's not okay it's horrible and i feel horrible about it but he's a victim of something supernatural. He didn't ask for it. It just happened. Just like how Bonnie's mom turned into a vampire. She didn't ask for it. Neither did Stefan. Neither did Tyler. And Caroline says, and neither did I. And Lena says, yeah, neither did you. Now, Damon did ask for it. <laughs> I was like, why didn't you mention Damon? 
because he was begging for it. David was drinking blood, no compulsion. <laughs> One thing about Caroline, her empathy off the charts. Yeah. Elena says, look, none of you asked for this, but who would I be if I just turn my back on any of you? And, you know, you can say a lot about Elena, but she has never once turned on any of her friends who became supernatural. You can't say that about Matt or even Bonnie. Yeah. She never disappeared after they turned. She she immediately, when Caroline became a vampire, was like, no one's allowed to kill her. I don't care what she does. Mm-hmm. Queen. Caroline smiles because she sees where Elena's coming from. She can't help it because she is an empathetic queen. She says, oh, Elena Gilbert, savior of the cursed and the damned. And then she hugs her. They smile. And then Matt comes in. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this guy? Not that I was having fun with my girls. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. Matt says, hey, what was up with the cryptic secret meeting text? And Elena says, I don't know. Stefan told us to meet here in this random patch of wood. Yeah. Well, Matt, like, it's a secret meeting. That's what's up with that text. Yeah, you're having a secret meeting in the woods. You'll learn about it at the secret meeting. That's why you're having a secret meeting. They don't send out an agenda because it's a secret. Yeah. Stefan and Damon approach and they say, hey, where's Bonnie? We texted her too. And Caroline says, oh, Bonnie's mom bailed on her again. So let's just leave her out of this one. Wrong call there, (laughs) unfortunately, Caroline. Yeah. Matt says, what are we doing here? Damon says, we found some more white oak. It's a long story. Wait for the movie. It's not. Not a long story. It was in the bridge, a bridge that Elena knows very well. She's had multiple traumatic encounters on that bridge. (laughs) Yeah, Damon says, have either, have any of you heard of a little place called Wickery Bridge? And Elena's like, yes. She's like, yeah, I know it very well. Yeah, I'm very familiar with Wickery Bridge. Thank you. I'm very familiar with the underside of Wickery Bridge, even. As a matter of fact. (laughs) Elena says, wait, white oak? You mean like the weapon that can kill Klaus? You have a weapon? And Stefan says, no, we all have a weapon. And he drops a bag full of steaks at their feet. Everyone's like, hell yeah. Then we go to some nondescript city. Uh, Could be New York, could be Chicago. They don't make it clear. They don't intend to. Finn's walking down the street. There's a a place called Ruben's Deli. Could be anywhere. So I saw that and I said, New York City. Yeah, that's got (laughs) to be the big apple. (laughs) So he's walking. Klaus approaches and says, hey, Finn. And Finn says, hey, Nick Klaus, I have nothing to say to you. And Klaus says, well, I'm not really here to talk to you. Uh, but I will ask you one time, because why not? Where's her mother? And Finn says, oh, you know, she's gone to find another way to end our abominable lives. And when she does, I'll sacrifice myself all over again. First of all, you can't sacrifice yourself again. You didn't do it the first time all over again he's so stupid i know we've created a picture of finn in our minds as someone who's so stupid and he's really not i don't want to be mean stupider than anyone else i don't want to be i don't want to be mean i was kind of shocked that he was forming sentences and it's just because i had built this picture in my mind i literally was like that man is so stupid and then he was talking i'm like wow look at him speak yeah he's very he's coming off as very eloquent i know i was realizing as i was watching this i was like i don't really know where the joke about finn being stupid came from but we've been really digging into it and i'm gonna keep digging into it i fear yeah i mean he is pretty he is stupid he is the stupidest of the four of the five even. of the fi- of the five intellectually yeah. emotionally stupid obviously that's miss rebecca yeah <laughs> and klaus says well it is really good i found you because i need your assistance and finn says well i have no wish to help you only to see you dead and klaus is like that's irrelevant 
And Klaus says, well, here's the thing. You won't be able to see me dead because if I die, you die. So it's wish unfulfilled, you big fat dummy. Yeah, got him there. Real, real big hole in idiot's logic there. Yeah. And Finn says, hey, why don't you bother someone else with your hollow charms? Klaus said, you think I'm charming? <laughs> I said charms. Klaus says, why? When I can bother my big brother. Here's the thing. I need you to accompany me to Mystic Falls. I have a witch there. Uh, she's going to help me undo Esther's spell that linked us. When he immediately said, I have a witch there, I said, oh, that's got to be Bonnie because he doesn't know any other witches or we would know about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Finn says, well, you know, I have no wish to be unlinked. And Klaus says, again, with the wishes. He's like, again, not asking that. He's like, I'm actually here to threaten you. He says, you know, let me rephrase. You will come back with me or I'll put you back in that coffin where you rotted for 900 years. And Finn says, well, I like it in there. <laughs> Finn says, to be honest, I'm a little overstimulated out here. I don't know why I decided New York was the right place to come. A lot is happening. I think I swung too far. I went to Times Square. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Finn says, well, you know, what happens to one of us happens to all of us. So you might not feel the effects of the dagger, but you'll lose your precious Rebecca. And Klaus says, yeah, wouldn't be the first time. OK, that's not a threat. Yeah, Klaus is like, that's hardly a threat. <laughs> uh, Finn goes to walk away and Klaus follows him. Finn tries to do a quick little vampire run into an alley, but of course Rebecca is waiting for him. Uh, and she says, hey, let's not make this any worse than it has to be, darling brother. And Finn says, you're siding with him? Yeah, of course she is. She doesn't know you. Klaus may be kind of all over the place, but at least he does protect her sometimes and she doesn't really know you. Yeah. And all you want to do is die. So what use is it to be on the side of the guy who wants to die? Yeah. Because best case scenario, just he dies and you have no teammate. Worst case scenario, you both die. Yeah. And she doesn't want to die. She just learned about selfies. Exactly. She's like, if I'm I'm not going to die in 2013. That's she's not like, me. She's like, If it had been the Great Depression. Yeah, I would have done it. Uh, but not now. Finn says, you know, he stored us in boxes. And Rebecca says, yeah, at least he's not trying to make us extinct. Yeah, she's like, he's not trying to kill us all. Klaus appears behind Finn and Finn says, what are you going to do? Kill me? And Klaus says, right, you have a death wish. Pathetic, but fine. I'm not going to let you take the rest of us down with you. So Klaus, you know, tosses him against the brick wall, kind of knocks him out, roughs him up a little bit. Super fun. Beat him back into shape there. Then we go back to the woods uh, at strategy meeting HQ. Stefan says, you know, Klaus has always been one step ahead of us. But now, now we have the advantage. I feel like they say that all the time. I know every day, every episode, they think they've got him. You haven't yet. OK, it just let's all be realistic with our thinking. You know what? Maybe let's aim to be two steps ahead next time because one's not enough. <laughs> one's not working. And to be fair, this is the most advantage they've had. To be honest, the plan works really well. The timing was just I mean, Klaus was working on unlinking more than they thought he was, I think. Yeah, I think they thought that Klaus was going to let that go because he thought they didn't have a weapon, but... Well, they probably thought Klaus didn't have any witches either. Yeah. And I mean, they should have thought more critically when Bonnie didn't respond to texts, but whatever. If you know Klaus doesn't have a witch, keep an eye on yours. Yeah, literally. Stefan says, we're all armed, they're all linked, meaning we only need to kill one of them. So we just need to seize the best opportunity, meaning we need to be prepared for every opportunity. It's giving motivational speaker. Yeah, he really is like he wrote a script. Damon says, OK, here's scenario number one. Elena, you get to play Klaus. 
And Stefan says, Rebecca is our target, so we distract her, catch her off guard. To do that, we need to keep Klaus separate and occupied. Caroline. <laughs> and Caroline's like, man. Caroline says, why do I always have to be Klaus bait? And Damon says, because he's obsessed with you. Yeah, he's like, sorry, you're good bait for him. It works. If it works, it works. And then he says, but for right now, you're going to play Rebecca. We're going to use the quarterback to distract her. And he's like, so Matt, you just keep her talking. And Matt says, how? And Damon says, act interested. She's lonely and desperate. What do you mean, how? Talk to her. Yeah, literally give her five seconds of attention. And Caroline says, clearly she's lonely and desperate. She slept with you. Gets in a nice rapid fire insult. Elena chuckles. We're all having fun. Everyone's goofing because everyone's feeling good. Everyone's like, we're going to kill Klaus today. (laughs) Damon says, all right, beefcake holds bombshell. I come up from behind her, grab her arms like this, grabs Caroline's arms behind her back. And Stefan says, which gives me time for one shot. And he like aims the stake and he says, got it. Good. Everyone's got one stake. Keep it hidden. And we look out for any opportunity we have. And Damon says, and BTW. Okay. Uh, No last minute attacks of pity for anybody. And he looks at Elena when he says this for obvious reasons. (laughs) And Elena says, oh, don't worry about me. Not after what happened to Bonnie's mom. And Damon says, Burby. And Caroline says, I'm ready. Anything that will free Tyler of his Cyrobon to Klaus. And it's like, oh, you're still still worrying about that? You're still into Tyler? Okay. (laughs) Boring. I wish you you wouldn't. (laughs) I wish you wouldn't be. And then Damon says, bus boy. And Matt says, do I have a choice? And Damon says, good point bus boy i know matt's like that's me i like that point because at some point he got promoted to server so it looks like he got demoted yes literally (laughs) you do have to think about that just throwing that out because he's clearly busing it's not like a bit that he called him bus boy like he was busing in the yeah he picked up a bus boy shift so i just think that's a fun thing to point out yeah that he definitely got demoted or at the very least like they don't let him serve on busy nights they let him serve on Tuesday lunch. They said four people called out, uh, Matt, you want to serve today? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yes. Stefan says, we have 12 stakes, 12 shots at killing one original. We can do this. And I love the confidence. Yeah. And the, and the way Stefan words this, it's like, sounds simple, sounds easy. But at the same time, I'm watching this like, I don't think Klaus is dying this episode. So how are you guys going to mess this one up? How are you going to mess up 12 chances to kill five people? Yeah. And you only need to hit one. And then Stefan says, okay, let's try another scenario. Elena, grab a crossbow. Matt, play Klaus. And then we can imagine they keep doing scenarios for a while. Then we go over to the Michelson house. Finn gets violently tossed through the door. And Rebecca tells Klaus to gather his witch and and they're going to get Finn's blood and get on with it. And Finn says, oh, you can't force me to help you. And Klaus says, oh, I most likely could. Yeah. Klaus is like, "I, I could. Um, I would like to not have to force you, though, but I can't. And then he says, but why force when I can persuade? And he gestures to the stairs and there is Sage right on cue. And I wish that she had walked down and Finn had said, who is that? He said, oh, my God, the peasant whore. <laughs> she says, hello. He gasps. They hug, whatever. They're happy. Rebecca says, what do you know? True love prevails. <laughs> She's like, boring. She could not be more jealous. <laughs> Klaus says, you know, true love occasionally has its uses. He, he, he. he checks a text from Cole that says, let me know when I'm needed. And Klaus has a phone that I vaguely remember this being a trend. Instead of texting back, he takes out a stylus and writes, I will, underlines will, 
and he sends the written message to Cole. So a little subtle AT&T spawn. Yeah, kind of a Palm Pilot moment. Yeah, exactly. I think that was fun. It was very fun. They're still on the AT&T paycheck, as many teen shows were at this time. Yeah, I love a, a like a phone drop like that because it's always the weirdest phone you've ever fucking seen. Yeah, that no one you know has. And no one you know even wants. Yeah, and everyone saw it and they're like, that's weird he has that. Anyway. Like- yeah, even at the time when stuff like that was new technology, people would be like, um, I don't really need my phone to do that. Yeah. Like, it's cool that it can, but I don't really see the point in me buying a phone that can do that. Yeah, like, I'm just trying to text. That's all I need. Uh, One game and I'm good. I'm set. Klaus says it's easier than torturing Finn. He's pretty pleased with the way his day is going so far. Rebecca says, okay, well, I have something to do. What do you need from me for this spell? And Klaus says, just your blood and your blessing. Where are you going? And she says, I have unfinished business with Damon Salvatore. Ask Sage what he did to me and you'll understand why retribution is in order. Which is funny because if she asked Sage, Sage would say, well, uh, Damon propositioned her for a threesome. She came over, they had sex, and then she left. And especially because to Rebecca's knowledge at this point, like she kind of did end up winning that day because she burned the white oak. Yeah. But, you know, it's Rebecca. She's got to make a big deal out of everything and, and really make her insecurity everybody else's problem. Then we go over to the Salvatore house. Damon hides his stake in a little box or something, a little carafe of firewood. Carafe. I don't know what the word is. What's the word? I don't know. Like holder? I guess just holder. Yeah. I knew it wasn't carafe, but it was the closest thing. A little a little decanter of firewood. Okay. Well, obviously it's not decanter. Rick says, Really? Did you learn nothing from the moonstone in the soap dish? Which good to know other people were making fun of him for that one. Yeah, he deserves it. Uh Damon says, Oh, why? Where'd you put yours? But before Rick can answer, and if only he had answered, uh, the door slams. They look up and Damon's like, huh, what's that? They go downstairs to investigate. Well, Damon goes downstairs to investigate. Uh, and then he has some glass breaking. And then Alaric gets thrown down the stairs. Yeah, and then Alaric follows downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Alaric also comes downstairs to investigate. Uh, Rebecca stabs Damon with something we have to imagine that is laced with something because it seems to really affect him more than a knife should. Yeah, I guess that's true because it was definitely a knife. But either way, it works out. Uh, and she says, hello, lover. It's like, girl, get like, up. Oh, Rebecca, please Go get, get up. a hobby. Get on Tinder, girly. There's got to be some other man out there for you. I promise you there's a man for you. There has to be somewhere. And then we go out to the town square. Elena's calling Bonnie, but she's leaving a voicemail because Bonnie's not answering. She's like, hey, I'm worried about you. Call me back. Call Caroline or someone. And I mean, to be fair, from Elena's point of view, Bonnie's not in a great mood. So it's not like weird that Bonnie's not talking to Elena, but it is weird that Bonnie's talking to no one. Yeah, it's not like so strange that I feel like today they feel like they have to go find her because they're probably like, she's just out of it. Like that was a shitty situation she's in. Like she probably just doesn't feel like texting any of us today. Like it's Mm kind of weird that she wouldn't respond just to let us know she's okay, but it's not like that off. Mm Mm-hmm. As Elena hangs up, she approaches Matt and Caroline. They're mid-conversation where Matt is saying, but Mr. Saltzman was like the most normal guy in town. Was he? I can't imagine that. There has to be someone more normal in town. Matt, you're the most normal guy in town. Yeah, and not to not to give it the most obvious argument, but his name's Alaric. Yeah. 
I think the most normal guy in town is some guy named Dave. <laughs> Elena says, hey, is it weird that Bonnie's not returning my calls? Caroline sort of shrugs. And before they can really like get into that conversation, Matt says, is it weird that Klaus's brother is in the middle of town square? And they're like, well, that's definitely weird. Elena says, okay, that's Finn. I thought he left town. So Caroline, of course, uses her vampire eavesdropping to eavesdrop. Sage says, can you guess why I dragged you out here? And Finn says, oh, this is where the natives used to make sacrifices to their gods. I want to be a sacrifice someday. He's like, and that's my dream, as you know. (laughs) It's my number one dream to be a sacrifice. (laughs) Sage says, well, no, this statue is built where we used to rendezvous. Back when you had to sneak away from your siblings to see your tawdry lady friend. They didn't call you his tawdry lady friend. Uh, They called you a peasant whore. (laughs) They called you the little whore that Finn likes to go see at the statue. Finn says, I assumed since you're such a whore. I'm just kidding. He doesn't say that. (laughs) I don't mean to be mean to Sage. I I don't really care. Uh, Finn says, I assumed after 900 years you'd moved on. And she says, no, I'm a big old dummy. I'm real stupid. She says, well, I took care of myself. So I fucked a lot. She's like, but no, I I definitely was all up in everybody's business. Oh, I was sleeping around. Yeah. You don't have to worry about me. (laughs) You do not have to worry about me. She says, but I never stopped loving you, Finn. And I don't want you to die. Let's just put that on the table. And he's like, that's so weird to me. He says, it's really important to want things. (laughs) (laughs) Then at the Salvador house, Stefan arrives home. He answers the phone. It's Elena. And Elena's like, hey, where are you? And he's like, oh, I just got home. Elena says, well, get a load of this. Klaus's brother, Finn, is in the town square with some ex-girlfriend. And Stefan's his ex-girlfriend. He's been in a coffin for 900 years. Yeah, he's like, how did he have an ex-girlfriend? He said, I only have two. That we know of. And then Stefan says, oh, okay, I realize now it's Sage. And Elena says, we have an opportunity. Let's do it. Let's let's go for it, King. And Stefan says, nope, don't do anything, okay? Sage is very old and very strong, and you don't stand a chance. First of all, Elena doesn't stand a chance against most people. Yeah, she doesn't stand a, a chance against most vampires anyway. That's why she has the stake. Elena says, okay, well, then get Damon and get down here. And then Stefan hears Alert groaning on the stairs. And Stefan's like, what happened to you? And Elena's like, hello? <laughs> and Rick says, Rebecca happened. And Stefan says, okay, so uh, Elena, I think we might have a slight problem. He's like, well, turns out that the originals are doing their own thing today instead of just sitting at home like I had hoped. <laughs> yeah. Then we go over to the Michelson house where Rebecca is basically like hanging bear traps from the ceiling and clipping uh, Damon's wrists in them. Ouchie. Yeah, she says, I found these in the shed. You know, what kind of monster would trap a defenseless animal? Damon says, okay, come on. <laughs> Damon's like, here we fucking go. Um, and he says, hey, even for me, it's kinky. <laughs> and she says, shut up. She says, this is not that kind of conversation, buddy. We are not having a good day today. This is not fun. Rebecca says, you know, you pretended to be interested in me and then slept with me so your trampy friend Sage could steal my thoughts. And, you know, since then, I felt this incessant need to one up you. Well, I think it's so funny because like he didn't really pretend to be interested in her. Like she just read it. He made it very clear that he was like, I don't really like you, but I do want to have sex with someone. And she was like, well, he's going to fall in love with me. And it's like, well, girl, you got your wires crossed. I mean, he was like, don't get me wrong. He did sleep with her to get Sage to like read her mind. But he wasn't like, oh, my God, I love you. I want you to be my girlfriend. 
He was like, oh, you're hot. He wasn't like totally in the right here, but I'm just saying, Rebecca, like you're rewriting what the what the relationship was. Yeah, he's not totally in the right, but also it's not like she's in the right. <laughs> yeah, she's going a little far here. She is, to be fair, uh, a villain to him, and she knows that. So she says, so I've decided to bleed the vervain from your system. Sure. Uh, she rips open his shirt and cuts his chest. Uh, Damon tries to still be cutesy, but then the pain gets him from, you know, getting his chest slit. Mm-hmm. Damon says, oh, you want to compel me to be your boyfriend? Rebecca says, actually, I'd rather compel you to kill your brother or Elena. Now, Mama, this is way further than one up. This is many steps further than what Damon did. It is. He said, Damon had sex with me, so I'm going to make him kill his brother. It is the Winston on New Girl prank special. Yeah, it's like, girl, I think you need to calm down. Rebecca, go to a spa. You gotta let some of this tension out. Rebecca, weren't you so happy to be on the cheer squad? Go to cheer practice. Okay, get a hobby, mama. Go to like a burn, a big city. Boost your little confidence up, girl. This is not healthy. For Damon, who you knew, who you knew was in love with Elena who you hate. It was not a secret to anyone that he was in love with Elena. Why did you think you were going to win this? I think she really wanted to like switch it over to hurt Elena, but that that was just a recipe for disaster. That was the fool's errand. And here we are in disaster land. And she says, well, you know, since vampires heal, bleeding you out is going to take a while. So let's stick to the major arteries. Teehee. She cuts his neck. Klaus comes in on the lovely little scene and he says, oh, look what you caught. Hey, BTW, if you're trying to bleed him of vervain, don't you think it would be easier to hang him upside down? Yeah, Klaus is like, this is funny. It's a fun little day you're having. And Rebecca says, okay, uh, I'm perfectly capable of inflicting torture. Thank you very much. Klaus says, excuse me, I'm just trying to help. Blah, blah. And Damon's like, why are we, can we not be doing this little fun stuff? Yeah, well, and I know they're like, they're doing the hanging from the top because then he can still look sexy while he's being tortured. But I wish they had like hog tied him where he was like <laughs> folded into a U. <laughs> would have been funny. It would have been. Rebecca says, you know, why don't you leave me be and just go manage your witch? And Klaus smiles and leaves. Rebecca says, hey, where were we? And Damon's like, wait, who's his witch? <laughs> yeah, Damon's like, wait, I can't help it over here. Then Klaus heads to the living room where Bonnie is sitting. And Klaus says, TikTok, I should hear some chanting by now. Fesmatos, baby. Yeah, he's like, hey, you've been in here for 20 minutes. Where's the fucking spell? Where's the Fesmatos? Bring me my Fesmatos. Bonnie says, look, I've been studying the unlinking spell, but it's not easy, especially under duress. And he's like, uh, suck it up and do the fucking spell. He says, okay, BTW, if you're looking for a way to send help, I'm going to kill anyone who comes to your rescue. So let's just take that off the table right now. Yeah, he's like, look, I get what you're doing. You're trying to make me think you can't do it. I know you can. Just fucking do the spell. Let's stop dancing, okay? Yeah. Bonnie says, look, this is the spell. I just don't know if I'm strong enough. And Klaus says, you know, you should have more faith in yourself, Bonnie. Your energy helped my mother link us. I honestly think you're not trying very hard. She's like, well, I'm not. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm definitely not trying because I don't want to do this. Klaus answers the phone and he says, Cole, how's the weather in the Mile High City? Those who don't know, that's Denver. Yeah, he said that. And I was like, which city is that? And I was literally I was thinking 
And then I was like, maybe that's a joke and he's on a plane. Uh, like <laughs> I literally, I did not get there until they said Jeremy. Klaus says, how's our friend? And then Cole sends Klaus a video or he's taking a video. Maybe it's a live feed. Maybe they're on FaceTime. I don't know. Klaus shows the video to Bonnie. Uh, it's Jeremy playing fetch with his new puppy. Yeah, with his dog that he just told us he got. And Klaus says, now, isn't that adorable? Anyway, thanks, Cole. Keep in touch. So, Bonnie, how's that spell? Cole really got the good deal. Uh, he got to go to Denver, free vacation. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't have to be around for any of this drama. Yeah, and at the end of the day, he still gets something. Yeah. Then over at the Salvatore house, Alaric is resting on the couch when Caroline comes in. And she says, hey, I heard you had a run in with Buffy the vampire. Rick says, I'll live. And then he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And she says, oh, I'm checking on you to make sure you're not like your evil alter ego. Rick says, oh, well, I'm me. And she says, yeah, I guess not. You would say that, too. So and she's like, well, that is what an evil alter ego would say. So she says, so anyway, here's this herb water. You got to drink it. Hope it tastes better than it smells. He says it doesn't. He drinks it and he calls it disgusting and not to nitpick. But is it not just tea? I mean, it, it might be a really strong herb. Also, put it in a capsule in a pill. You're going to take it your whole life. You better start getting over it. Put a bunch of Splenda in it. That's not going to take away from the herb. Yeah, you better find a way to uh, meaningfully get it ingested. But obviously, whatever he's doing isn't working because, yeah, things happened. Well, you know, we've met a lurk. I know he knows how to open that throat up to take a shot. Yeah, literally. That's not an unlearned behavior. I know the man can chug when he wants to. Yeah, so just pretend that's a bottle of whiskey, buddy. Honestly, put it in whiskey. Yeah, little cocktail. Best case scenario, you end up drinking a ton of herbs. Worst case scenario, you cut down on the alcohol. (laughs) Win-win. Caroline says, yeah, well, it may be disgusting, but it's either that or kill people. So she's like, just, you know, let's let's put this on the table. And they share a look. Alaric's like, okay, so she figured it out. She says, yeah, Elena told me everything. Uh, He sighs. They sit together and he takes a minute, really musters up honest emotion. He says, "Uh, I'm super sorry. I don't really know what else to say. It's like, that's great. But what are you going to say? I mean, you killed her dad. I mean, yeah, it's nice to say sorry, but like it is what it is. Yeah, You didn't want to, but you did. He's dead. This is just where we're at. Caroline says, you know, right after I turned, I killed a stranger. Just killed him. And what's worse is that I liked it. So I have blood on my hands, too. We all do. And Rick says, yeah, but the blood on my hands is your dad's. And she's like, "Mm, yeah. (laughs) And she says, yeah, it is. But maybe the guy I killed was someone's father, too. All I know is I'm no better than you. So I'm going to take a page from the Elena Gilbert handbook and choose to believe you can be saved. She is handling this very maturely. Considering this guy killed her dad, like not even a like maybe a couple weeks ago, you know? Yeah, exactly. If we're being totally generous on timeline. Yeah. She's doing a great thing here, Miss Queen. Then we go over to the grill. Elena approaches Stefan, asks how Alaric is. And Stefan says, look, he's just banged up. Caroline's going to stay with him and make sure he stays Alaric. Or she's just going to let him go home. Who knows (laughs) who's to say? (laughs) And Matt texted them and said, Finn is at the grill. So we need to plan our next move. Uh, They're outside the grills. They're having this conversation. Elena says, well, well, (laughs) Rebecca's got Damon. So our next move should be finding him. And Stefan says, yeah, no, we need to stick with the plan. Okay, see an original, kill an original. He's like, we outlined this plan this morning. We said no last minute, bits of pity. And I know this isn't really about an original, this pity, but 
we got to stay on track here. But it's pity all the same. Yeah. And Elena says, well, yeah, that was the plan before Damon's life was hanging in the balance, which is a little dramatic. I don't think anyone's going to kill Damon. Yeah. But I mean, they could. They could. Uh, Stefan says, I understand you're concerned about my brother's life, but if he knew we were even thinking about missing a chance to kill these people, he'd lose his mind. And Elena says, yeah, and if the roles were reversed, he would stop everything to save you. And Stefan's like, I don't really care about that. Like, I'm sticking with my plan today. Because also, if this were, you know, to go through this plan as they plan it, which at this point, they have no reason to think it won't, then, you know, they kill Finn. Rebecca and Klaus burn up and then you can just go grab Damon. I mean, it's not that hard to guess where they might be holding him. Yeah. And I mean, granted, if their plan did succeed, it wouldn't be a big issue because Damon would have died pretty soon after. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) As with Stefan. Yeah, we can assume unless they all came from Cole. But even then Cole would die. Oh, yeah. You know, if it all went to plan. Yeah. Cole would just die in Denver. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> just me thinking it wouldn't reach <laughs> he's out of he's out of range <laughs> stefan says look i know what my brother would want and elena says yeah well what he want and what we should do are two entirely different things and stefan's like well i'm going with what he would want and what i want yeah stefan says well are you going to help me with this or not uh she's silent and he says i'll figure it out myself and he leaves and she obviously does end up helping yeah, but at this point, it's like, don't leave Elena alone. She's going to ruin something. You know what? You know where she's going to go to save Damon. And that's exactly what we think happened. Yeah, what we're meant to believe. We go over to the Michelson house and Damon is looking pretty bad. He's still hanging from his bear traps, but he like wakes up and he sees a shadowy figure come in and it's Elena. And it's like all dark and warm lighting. And so I was starting watching this and I'm like, OK, maybe this is like a little dream he's having. But they go with it for a they long time. They go with time. it for so long, I really started believing it. Yeah. And also, you know, if you take a second to step back, it's like, why would Rebecca leave him unattended enough for Elena to do this? Yeah. But in the moment, you kind of believe it because we are so hungry for a Delena kiss. We haven't had a Delena stance we're eating tonight moment in episodes. I know. It's been a long, long time. So we're so hungry for it. We'll believe anything. Yeah. I was like, well, good for Elena. She's saving him. And this is just so easy for them. And that's great. We will ignore any logic. <laughs> yeah, he is giving damsel in distress in this scene. You got to love that Damon's fantasy is to be saved by Elena. Yeah. <laughs> Feminism. <laughs> he says, what are you doing? Rebecca will kill you. And she says, okay, well then hurry up and tell me what I have to do. Damon gestures to the claws and he says, open those carefully. Elena opens them pretty easily, which again should be a red flag that this is a dream. Uh, Elena helps him limp out, but he's really, really weak. She's like, okay, King, get it together. We got to move. And he's like running into the wall and stuff. And at this point I was pretty, I was like, well, they wouldn't show this if it was a dream. So so I was like, Damon, shut up. Rebecca's going to come down. (laughs) And he falls to the ground and he's like, oh, just leave me. I'm not going to make it. It's like, where's the healing? Where's the healing? (laughs) Like, I thought you guys had that power. But again, at this point, we're like, oh, it's been going on too long. It's definitely not a dream. This is really happening. And Lena offers him her blood and he drinks it. And it's quite erotic. It's very sexy. And I was like, I was like, I love this. Look at them. It's so cute. She's only given her blood to Steph. And I was like, ah, great Delena scene. And then <laughs> it can still be a great Delena scene. Yeah. Uh, he lets go. He like takes his teeth out of her hand after drinking because he's the king of self-control. 
He looks at her. He starts to lean in for a kiss and she looks like she's about to lean in for a kiss. It looks like we're about to get a very sexy Delena kiss. Yeah, she's like looking at his lips, all that. And then all of a sudden, blacks out. We open up and Damon's still hanging on the chains. It was all a dream. And Rebecca seemingly made that dream happen. Damon says, oh, you bitch. And she's like, he, he, he. She says, see, it's not fun when someone messes with your thoughts, is it? And Damon says, actually, I was having a really good time. He was like, actually, that was a great dream. And it's so funny because Rebecca's like, well, he's supposed to be in love with me. Well, don't give him a sexy Elena dream then. I know. How is that bringing him to your side? Don't give him a rom-com. Don't. Give him a dream of Elena pooping her pants. <laughs> give, him- <laughs> give him a dream of Elena being killed. Yeah, but then he'll be a downer. I know that's what I guess pooping your pants is a better way to make him not fall in love with it. Yeah, just doing really gross things. Yeah, just a lot of farting. Do the exact same dream you just did, but she's, she's farting. No, a dream, but he starts drinking her blood and it tastes disgusting. It tastes like uh, a it tastes sewer. Like, yeah, it tastes like garbage water. Yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> uh, sorry, Rebecca, I'm, I'm smarter than you here. Rebecca says, you know, I hope you were nicer to Elena than you were to me. And and he's like, well, he's like, I like Elena more than of you. Of course so I yeah. was. I'm in love with her. But then instead what Damon says is, oh, come on. I couldn't hurt you that bad. You couldn't really think I had a thing for you, did you? Now, exactly the wrong thing to say, because that's exactly what she thought. Yeah. In what world is this ever going to be a nice thing to say? But I think at this point, he's been tortured so much. He kind of might as well psychologically torture her, which I, I do support because yeah. I'm anti-Rebecca at this point. I think he's trying to psychologically torture and antagonize her a little bit because what else does he have? And you might as well like knock her down a little bit, although she's going to, I mean, she's going to keep torturing you regardless. And she's probably not going to kill you because that would be less fun for her. So Mm -hmm. you might as well mess with her too. Yeah. And he says, Hey, I get it. If Klaus bossed me around for a thousand years, I'd probably be pretty desperate for attention too. And he got her there. And she knows that he got her there. So she stabs him with like a stake in the leg or something. And he screams. Elsewhere in the house, Bonnie hears the scream. And she's like, oh, uh, what was that? And Klaus says, I wouldn't let it bother you. And she says, well, it does. She's like, well, it does, though, because someone just screamed. She says, you bother me. You use people to get what you want. It's not right. And Klaus is like completely shocked that she's turning on him in this way. He's like, I thought we kind of got along. He says, I have been nothing but nice to you since the night I tried to kill you. Yeah. He says, you know, you're being emotional, Bonnie. I understand that things have been rough for you with your mother leaving again. It's very (laughs) sad. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I get it. Moms leave. (laughs) You don't have to tell me about moms. Okay. He says, I can help you find her if you want. You know, I have people who can find her, people who can bring her back to you. Or if you choose, I can just bring parts of her back, you know, implying that he's going to chop her up. Yeah. And then he says, you know, isn't it obvious I'm just going to continue to hurt the people you love until you do the spell? He's basically like, look, I can keep threatening you or you can just do the spell. Like, this is getting tiring for both of us. I'm getting impatient. Like, don't you want to go home? I'm running out of synonyms (laughs) for torture and kill. He says, now I know the spell is in the grimoire. And I know it requires the blood of my siblings. So here we are. He brings out individual bottles for all of them and presents them to Bonnie. And then he bites his own hand and starts stripping blood. And he said, where do you want us? Yeah, he's like, let's fucking do this. Then we go back over to the grill. Sage and Finn are on a date. Sage says, you've never had tequila before? That's embarrassing. <laughs> well, it's like, of course he hasn't. It didn't exist. 
Uh, Sage is like every girl at a college party who like wants the boys to think she's cool. Like you haven't yeah. had tequila before? I don't even drink it with a lime. I know she's been a pick me for 900 years. Yeah. And she will rest in peace a pick me. She will be <laughs> on the other side a pick me. She'll be on the other side. Like actually, um, I don't have a joke there. <laughs> She'll be on the other side. Like actually, I like watching football. <laughs> she's like, actually, now that I'm dead, I really like to watch the football from this. Uh, why can't I say anything funny about this? <laughs> I had nowhere that I was going. You were just going to say I was just, I was like, football. I really thought I was going to get a different direction there and I couldn't find it. You were just going to say football again. I know. I was going to say something else and then it just, I couldn't come up with anything. She says, she says, you know what the best part about the other side is? The beer. <laughs> Can I try one more? No. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Finn says, no, I haven't had tequila. They take shots. Matt watches them while he's on a busboy shift. And Stefan is eavesdropping from the bar. And Finn says he is awed by the evolution of mankind. Uh, It's pronounced evolution, you dumb fuck. Yeah, I have to imagine that was his accent, but it kind of sounds like he's trying to do a pun. Well, it kind of sounds like he's, I mean, his accent is doing a little too much. Whereas Cole's accent was doing a little too little. Yeah, Finn is kind of giving like an Irish accent almost, which like obviously doesn't make sense because they all would have the same accent. Well, he's been dead for 900 years. So actually his accent is probably more old English. Yeah. I do feel like this actor did a little bit too much homework on the accent. Yeah. Just do generic British. For his like three episode arc. (laughs) Yeah. Don't think too hard about it, King. And then some guy approaches the table and Sage says, oh, hey, Troy. And Troy says, hey. And he walks away. It's like, okay, why'd you even come over here? I mean, I know why, because it's a TV show to meet him so we can make sense of it later. Finn says, oh, you know that guy? And Sage says, yeah, I turned him. And Finn's like, what? Finn says, why? Because in Finn's mind, you only turn someone when you're so in love with them. Yeah, he's like, why would you turn someone? Vampires are evil and a curse. And I only did it to you because I loved you so much. And she's like, "Mm, it's just kind of funny and goofy to do sometimes. He says, it's just silly. So I just got a little bored. She says, well, I'm in enemy territory. And, you know, when your brother and sister called, I figured I might need backup because, you know, you can't trust anyone here. And then Matt arrives to bust their table. Uh, she grabs his wrist and he looks scared for a second. And she says, two more tequilas. And he says, Haha, yeah, I'll go tell your waitress because I'm clearly a fucking busser, bitch. Do you not see a bus tub? You, you've been dead for 900 years. I get it. But you. Come on, girl. You know better. Am I the one who took your order? No. Then as Matt goes to get the tequilas, Stefan hands Matt like a little dropper bottle, whatever. It's obviously for Vane. We'll get there. Then we go back and forth from the Michelson house in the grill quite a bit. We go to the Michelson house first. Bonnie has just begun chanting, you know, Fesmatos, blah, blah, blah. We go back over to the grill and Finn says, hey, I'm totally cool and chill about this, but just totally curious. How many people did you turn? And she says, I don't know a lot. She's like, I definitely lost count. It's a ton. And then she says, well, don't judge me. You turned me. And he says, yeah, my passion overtook my morals for like a day. And she's like, well, my passion overtakes my morals all the time. And she's like, that happens to me literally every day. So she's like, I just love having fun. I love to have fun. And she says, it's called living life to the fullest. Stefan texts someone get ready. We have to assume it's Matt and Elena. We quickly go back over to the Michelson house. Bonnie continues the spell. She dumps the blood into the ta- onto the table in a little puddle. Back at the grill, 
the waitress drops off the tequilas and Sage says, finally, thank you. Stefan gets up in preparation. Sage raises a glass. She says, to living life to the fullest. And Finn says, to living life. And they're just living life. They're just uh, just living life. Uh, but Finn, notably, not to the fullest. Yeah, he was like, I'm not sure I'm on your side there yet, girl. I really think you might be wrong here. He says, I think we've grown apart in the 900 years that you were being a whore and I was in a coffin. He's like, I thought you were just a whore for me. But turns out you're just a whore. <laughs> Because notably, he's been as- he's been asleep for the whole time that women have gotten rights. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. Whoa, you're wearing pants. He's like, you're not allowed to talk to people out here. He's like, I'm sorry. Why are you all dressed like whores? Like, I see a million ankles. Why is she going into a voting booth? <laughs> he's like, you're wearing pants. And I don't want to freak you out, but I can see your bosom. He says, I sure hope so. <laughs> he says, that's the point, baby. <laughs> They cheers, they drink their tequila, and they both choke, and they go, eh, eh, vervain, vervain. <laughs> We haven't seen anyone do that in a while. Yeah. And then they spot Stefan heading out the back door. He clearly wants to be seen. He's posed. Yeah, he does a little look back like, that was me. He says, compliments of the chef. <laughs> and he goes outside. Then at the Michelson house, Klaus continues to watch Bonnie do the spell, and the blood puddle is starting to move. It's like becoming a little amoeba. A little flubber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he gets up and starts dancing. <laughs> and then Robin Williams comes out. <laughs> what if Bonnie had just done that and not the unlinking spell? <laughs> she just made the blood. She just move. made a dance and she was like, like, I can do this all night. I think it's the flubber spell. <laughs> like, oh, oh, shoot. Unlinking is next to flubber. <laughs> it's not alphabetic. He says, there's Matos flubber. <laughs> To be honest, to those listening to the podcast, I've never seen Flubber. I've never so seen I'm just Flubber either. I just know there's a little Flubber. That's all I know about yeah, it. I know two things about Flubber. One, it's just Robin Williams. Number two, there's a Flubber. And I know I know a third thing. It's Flubber's green. green. <laughs> and then we go over to the back alley behind the grill. Stefan is around a corner when Sage and Finn come outside. Stefan sneaks up behind them. He aims a stake kind of at Finn, but Sage tackles him and he drops his stake down the stairs. And Sage says, Finn, the stake. And he starts to go for it. He doesn't vampire run, though. He just normal human runs. He hasn't been in that many fights against vampires, you know. That's true. Then we go back over to the Michelson house. Bonnie is still doing the spell. The candles flare. And at this point, the blood puddle has split in five. Mm -hmm. She's not done with the spell, but it is in five separate pieces. So that's important. Obviously, I mean, it's pretty, <laughs> the symbolism's clear. And then we go over to the alley. Finn is at the bottom of the stairs. He goes to grab the stake, but then Elena and Matt come out of the door at the bottom of the stairs. Elena has a crossbow, shoots Finn with something. It's not a stake and it's not in the hurt, but it weakens him long Yeah, enough. it looks like it's like a small wooden stick or something to just really weaken him so Stefan can get the stake in. Well, it weakens him long enough that Matt gets the stake in. Oh yeah, I forgot that it was Matt. Matt stakes him. Sage can't help but notice. She says, no, and she runs to him. Elena and Matt quickly run right back in the door they came out of. Yeah, it's very, it's a small world. <laughs> yes. Uh, Stefan runs away because he doesn't need to be here for this. Finn quickly desiccates. Uh, although if I were Sage, I would have at least tried to pull the stake out. Yeah. But whatever. Can't hurt to try, but. She cries. She's holding him in her arms and then he catches on fire. So she backs away. Which we know from Michael 
is the true sign of death of originals. Yeah, he's done. Finn's done. So rest in peace, Finn. I hope they have books in heaven so you can read them upside down. (laughs) He can go eat his little jolly ranchers and his little lollipops. (laughs) I sure hope they have chicken nuggets in heaven. Because I know he loves them. <laughs> he loves his little chicken fingies. That's yeah. what he was like. I might not sacrifice myself after all. Look at these little nuggets. He loves dino nuggets. Yeah. He's like, it is shaped like a dinosaur. And they're like, no, we get the point of it, Finn. And Sage says, are you sure you don't want another shot of tequila? Just the nuggets <laughs> for you? Yeah. <laughs> he says, oh, and a Shirley Temple. Yeah. He's like, that shit is crazy. Have you tried one of those? He's like, it is like a bomb of sugar. It's awesome. I'm going to be up all night, but it's worth it. He's like, that's how much sugar I had in my entire life before I was daggered. And now it's all in one drink. I am buzzing. (laughs) Then we go over to the Michelson house. Bonnie seems to be done with the spell. The blood puddle is split in five. And in case it's not abundantly clear to us, we see that Klaus is standing there just fine. Yeah. Good timing, King. Yeah, he really ate this episode. He did. Good for Klaus. Elsewhere, Rebecca is like washing her hands off. Klaus is walking Bonnie out. And Rebecca says, oh, leaving so soon. And Klaus says, hey, please be nice. Rebecca says, thank you, Bonnie. I'll see you in physics. And she's like, and I will be copying off your test because, as you know, I am failing that class real hard. I do not understand physics and I don't really know why I need to. And I'm not going to. Rebecca moves, and when she moves, she reveals Damon's bloody hanging body in the other room, and Bonnie says, oh my god. Bonnie's like, damn, that's who was screaming? (laughs) And Klaus says, oh, you'll have to excuse the mess. Apparently, Damon hurt her feelings. And Bonnie's like, that seems a little far for that, but okay. Yeah, it seems like she took it way too far. (laughs) Damon, like, stirs. He, like, wakes up. And Klaus says, oh, go on. You can go help him. Save the man who turned your mother into a vampire. And she says, okay, uh, let's get, let's just get me out of here. I think I'm done for the day. Yeah, she's like, I'm just going to go home. And Damon passes out again. Yeah, she's like, sorry, Damon, but I just, I don't have the energy for this right now. I'm tapping out of this one. Then we go over to the Salvatore house. Elena and Stefan return. They ask Caroline how Alaric is. She says, oh my God, he'll be okay. I gave him a bottle of Bonnie's herbs and he went home. Again, weird choice, but whatever. Uh, She says, oh, did you guys kill Finn? Did it work? And Stefan says, nothing worked until I see Klaus's dead body myself. Great point of view. Yeah, it's going to set you up for less disappointment in a couple of seconds here. Yeah. Elena gets a call from Bonnie. And Elena's like, oh my God, where have you been all day, girly? And Bonnie says, Klaus has Damon. And Elena says, hold on, um, Klaus should be dead. She's like, no, Klaus is dead. And Bonnie's like, "Mm." No. Bonnie says, actually, nope. Uh, He did force me to do a spell that unlinked them all. So he is still alive. And Stefan and Caroline, who also happen to be eavesdropping because they're vampires, they absorb the loss because they realize that the timing had to be literally perfect for Klaus. They realize they were really close. Yeah. Again, all's well that ends well, but they'll figure that out in a second. Elena says, well, where's Damon? And Bonnie says, Klaus's mansion. Look, Elena, it's bad. He threatened Jeremy and my mom. That's it. (laughs) jeremy and your mom well who else does she have i know i'm just kidding for me i don't care about those people yeah (laughs) i don't care about abby but i do care about jeremy notably well and hey lots of other people have like screwed over other people because they were threatened it was bonnie's turn to pick although she's still lost in this scenario which how's that fucking fair Elena asks if Bonnie's okay. And Bonnie says, I don't know. I'm sorry. I have to go. And she cries, hangs up, falls to the ground, sobs for a while. Things have not been good for Miss Bonnie. 
she's been fucking put through the ringer. I know she's been having a bad couple of episodes. Hopefully things uh, look up for her soon. Do you think they will? I think they better. I mean, (laughs) it's hard to get much lower than this. Mm -hmm. So then we go over to the Salvatore house. Stefan is like, okay, you stay with Caroline. I'm going to head on out and go kill Klaus. I'll call you guys when it's over. And Elena says, hold on, Klaus is stronger than you. Okay, we need another plan. And Stefan says, no, actually what we need is for Klaus to be dead. And Elena says, hey, hey, you're acting out of anger. And Stefan's like, yeah, because I'm angry. He's like, I wanted Klaus dead tonight and I really thought we were going to get it. And so I'm going to make it happen. And he says, you know, anger gets things done, Elena. And Elena's like, yeah, or it could get you and Damon killed, BTW. And Stefan says, Klaus does not get to survive this. Not after everything he took from me. And he goes to leave. And Caroline comes up to Elena and she's like, I miss well-adjusted Stefan. She's like, he used to be so much more fun. And they have a minute to giggle, but that doesn't last long because Stefan gets thrown right back in the door. It's Sage. She says, ding dong. She said, you guys killed my fucking boyfriend. And everyone's like, who's your boyfriend? She says, Finn? (laughs) Finn? She punches Caroline in the face and says, I'm not here for you. I'm here for him. She points at Stefan. Elena goes to run out the door because she's nothing if not a runner. Yeah. That's why she's been running so much. She's been going on all her little runs. She's ready. Yeah, she says, good practice. But unfortunately, Troy's like, "Uh, no, I don't think so. And she's like, okay, you got me. Stefan says, hey, Sage, I had to kill him. And Sage says, oh, good. You remember me. Then, you know, I like to go all 10 rounds. But obviously she has no intention of going all 10 rounds tonight. I think she intends to. (laughs) At least she has the stamina. Yeah. And she starts coughing and gagging, which when you're a vampire is weird. And she's like getting a little, she looks a little clammy, like definitely not what we expect a vampire to be feeling at any given moment, unless it's like, a werewolf fight, which we have no reason to think it's a werewolf fight. A little bit of blood comes out of her nose. She gets pale. She goes to punch Stefan, but Stefan very easily knocks her over. And, you know, she's 900 years old. She's very strong. Yeah. And she says, Troy, help me. And Troy also starts gagging, also looking weak. And they're all like watching. And like Elena and Caroline aren't even moving. They're falling to the ground. They're puking up black bile. She's like, what's happening to me? And they're like, what the fuck? And then yeah, they're all just kind of standing there watching this because they're like, what are we supposed to do with this? And then both Troy and Sage like desiccate. They get all gray and veiny. And Elena says, she just died. Yeah, Elena's like, what? So then, you know, our team sits down to debrief. And this is a very effective scene because they talk through every possible theory. They let the audience come to the conclusion and they do it by giving us all the conclusions an audience would come to. And it's the genius of introducing Troy because it gets rid of the easiest explanation. So first of all, Caroline says, okay, so Sage and this guy, Troy, die within an hour of Finn. What's up with that? And Elena says, why? I mean, were they bitten by a hybrid? Because we do see, you know, behaviors of hybrid bites. And Caroline says, well, hybrid bites don't look like that. And she should know she had one. Yeah. From her boyfriend. Yeah. Love of her life. Yeah. He tried well, not to love of her. her life, boyfriend. I know. Yeah. I don't think yeah, she would even call Talia the love of her life. Yeah. Let's not go too far. Caroline says, oh, well, maybe Sage was so in love with Finn that she died of sadness. I love this guess because it is just so out there. Well, no, it's a cute guess. And also it would be very Vampire Diaries for this guess to be true, which is why they had to introduce Troy. Because Elena's like, that doesn't explain Troy. He didn't even know Finn. Yeah. That's the thing. That guess is like goofy, but in a Vampire Diaries way, it almost holds water. 
So they have to disprove it. It's goofy. But if someone like if Stefan had said it, I would have been like, damn, that's crazy. She loved him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when Caroline says it, it's like, OK, I know that this could be a guess, but Caroline's kind of the comic relief in a lot of these situations. Yeah. And so Stefan makes the realization. He says, oh, my God, it's the blood. It's the bloodline. Finn turned Sage, Sage turned Troy. They're all part of the same vampire bloodline that originated with Finn. And, you know, they spell it out for us in case we don't pick up on it. Caroline says, wait. So when an original dies, every vampire turned from their bloodline dies along with them? Because that would mean, and Elena says, if the originals die, so do all of you. The entire vampire species would just be dead. And this clarifies a lot because when Esther was talking about killing her kids, one point you brought up is like, you can't unring this bell. There's vampires all over the planet. It actually would unring the bell. Yeah. And very classic Esther to completely leave this point out. She said, I'm not telling anybody this. Esther said, that's no one's business. (laughs) Then we go over to the Michelson house. Damon is still hanging. (laughs) Uh, Stefan comes in with a duffel bag. We know it's in the duffel bag because we've seen the episode. Damon says, oh, this was much different in my head. <laughs> Stefan says, Klaus, I'm here. Okay, let's do this. Come on He's out. Like, let's just get this fucking over with. And Klaus says, oh, good. A hero. What do you want? And Stefan drops the bag of white oak steaks and says, I'm here to make a deal. Damon says, what are you doing, Stefan? Stefan says, eight steaks made of white oak, the part of Wickery Bridge that you forgot to burn. And Klaus is like, Rebecca, what do you, what do they mean? Forgot to burn. Rebecca says, that's impossible. And Stefan says, actually, it's not. (laughs) He's like, we're not even going to get into that. Let's get to the deal. And then he says, Finn's dead. In case you don't believe me, in case you think I'm lying. And Rebecca says, you killed my brother. And it's like, yeah, he was your least favorite. Yeah, but I killed Finn. I'm sorry. Did you hear me wrong? I said, Finn is killed. I know if you, if I asked you which one I could kill and you had to pick one, you would have picked Finn. Stefan says, okay, so here's my deal. I want Damon in exchange for the last eight weapons that can kill you. Sounds pretty fair. And Klaus says, well, how do I know there aren't any more left? And Stefan says, because there aren't. And he sells, he does his best to sell it. You got to give it to Stefan. He had to try. He does a pretty good lie here. And you do have to try that, you know? Yeah. And honestly, Stefan's got Vervain. He can't compel him. Yeah. Unfortunately, Damon's hanging out up there. Klaus says, you know, let's be certain. Klaus goes up to Damon and says, leave. And Damon says, no, I really don't want to, actually. And Klaus says, come on, leave. And Rebecca says, hey, like, I'm I'm doing this, okay? You're taking all the fun. Rebecca's like, I get to torture him. You go pick someone else. And so Klaus grabs Damon's throat, turns his head towards his, and compels him. And he says, go home. So Damon, now compelled to go home, starts trying to pull his hands out of the bear traps. And he screams. It looks painful. Owie. Everybody is cringing. Stefan is like, I'm not looking at that. Yeah. Then we go back over to the Salvatore house. Caroline comes back inside. She says, Ugh, vampire disposal is so not my strong suit. Where'd <laughs> Stefan go? And Elena says, oh, he's trading the stakes for Damon. And Caroline says, all of them. And Elena says, no, not all of them. What do you think? I'm stupid. <laughs> you think we can't count? Uh, she says, we still have enough to kill three out of four of them if we can figure out who to save. And Caroline says, well, how are we supposed to do that? And Elena says, well, I have no idea. Here's what we do know. You were turned with Damon's blood. Damon and Stefan were turned by Catherine. And we know Catherine was turned by a vampire named Rose. But they don't know who turned Rose. 
but they know it can only lead back to one original. So they're hoping if the odds are in their favor, that it won't be Klaus and they can kill Klaus. Yeah. They're like, hopefully it was Elijah who turned Rose. (laughs) Yeah. But Caroline says, Elena, even if Klaus didn't create our bloodline, we know for a fact that he turned one of us. And I know it's easy as the audience to forget who she's talking about here. Yeah, because I'm sitting here thinking, well, she just named everybody. Who did Klaus turn? I was like, it wasn't Catherine. It wasn't like thinking my little booty off didn't get there. And Elena says, oh, my God, Tyler, if we kill Klaus, Tyler will die. So given this, who do you think is going to die if the originals left? You think any of them are going to die? You think more than one? What's the deal? I don't think we're going to see another original death for quite some time. But you think we will see another one eventually? I think just the odds are it's possible. Who do you think is next to go? I don't think it's Elijah or Rebecca. I think those two are the safest of them. I think Cole is like the most tertiary of them left. And Klaus obviously is a big name. So he could have enough enemies who can put it together. You know, sure. Those are my thoughts. I don't think it will be anytime soon. And I don't want any of them. Well, I don't care as much about Cole, but I don't really want any of them to die. So that's partially why I'm like, no, they won't die. But I do think because this raises the stakes so much, you know, like Michael's death didn't give us this information because we can assume he didn't turn any vampires because he hated himself so goddamn much. Yeah. And, you know, Finn, we can only imagine, you know, obviously Sage fucking brought that bloodline nice and fur because what else was she doing for 900 years? But it's not a huge amount overall, hopefully. Can you imagine you're like at a party talking to your friend and they just shrivel up and desiccate because they're a vampire and you had no idea? Yeah, and you're like, damn, how'd that happen? Yeah, because if like you have to imagine there were some vampires out in the world who just like died. They had no idea. Nowhere. And no reason why, like just passed out there on the other side. Like what the fuck just happened? And like they're all there at the same time and they're like, hello? They're like, no one staked me. Did anyone stake you? You get staked? I didn't get staked. Nothing happened. I don't know. And then they went to Sage and they're like, hey, I, I hate to tell you, I think it's my fault. She's like, guys, um, this was me. And they're like, oh, my God, Sage. And they've all slept with her. So, yeah, because you have to imagine Sage is the only one Finn turned. So anyone who's on the other side is like, well, Sage, hey. And they're like, you know, Sage? Yeah, we all know Sage. She turned me. She turned me. OK, well, huh. <laughs> that can't be a coincidence, can it? Huh? <laughs> Then we go back over to the Michelson house. Damon is still pulling his hands, but he's making like no headway out of the bear traps. And Klaus says, okay, stop. Okay, before you hurt yourself. He already has. That's the yeah. joke. He says, well, now that I know you can be compelled. And he goes up to Damon and he compels him. And he says, minus the stake that's in my brother, how many more stakes are out there that can kill me? And you can see Stefan trying to do some telepathy, like say, say, say eight, say eight. And Damon says 11 and Klaus says 11. Really? So not eight. <laughs> well, and you it would have been nice if they had like a couple secret stakes that only like Elena knew about. But there was no reason to think that this would happen. Yeah. Rebecca says, you really shouldn't have lied. And Damon says, OK. And Stefan says, OK, I'll get you the other three. Whatever. You can't you can't hold it against me. I had to try. He's like, you get it. You understand. Klaus says, you know what? Yeah, it would be nice if you'd get me the other three. Or you know what? Since you lied, maybe I'll just compel your brother to chew his own tongue out. None of us want to watch that, Klaus. It's That's not, not even fun. fun anymore. And Stefan says, what is wrong with you? And Klaus says, what is wrong with you? 
He says, do you really have no appreciation for me? I've given you someone to hate, to loathe, a target for all your anger. So you don't have to turn it on yourself. You know, I've given your life purpose as your friend. So honestly, you should be thanking me. Now, Klaus, that's a bit of a leap. It's a bit of a leap that he should be thanking you. But I do think the point of like, you have all your anger on me and you don't have to actually face any of your own shit is a very good point. And Klaus knows this because he's not facing any of his own shit either. That's what he's been doing for a thousand years is just throwing anger at everybody else. Yeah, he's pointing his anger at his mommy right now. His mommy used to be his siblings. Used to be his dad. Yeah, he gets it. He knows what's happening here. But yeah, he is like, well, I'm your friend. And Stefan's like, "Ah, I don't know about that. Let's not go crazy. So Stefan, motivated by anger, gets Klaus pinned against the wall, has a stake in his hand. And Klaus says, "Okay, well, you know, step down or you're both going to die. And Stefan does step down. Klaus grabs the stake and says, there, now you'll have to get me the other two. Yeah, he's like, sweet deal. I knew you had a secret one with you. Rebecca says, well, this is ridiculous. And she unclips Damon, falls to the floor. Rebecca says, you know, I brought him here. I get to release him. It's my rules now. Bring us the stakes and you guys both live. Take your brother as a sign of good faith. She grabs the bag of stakes and leaves. Klaus says, you know, one last warning. He says, bring us the stakes, all of them, or I'll wage a war against everyone you love. Hope I'm being clear. A little bit like a broken record at this point, but obviously they're not listening to it. So, yeah. And, you know, you got to get to Rebecca. She's like, no, we're done with you guys being the main characters here. Mm -mm. It's going to be about me again if I have to pull it from your dead hands. Later, Rebecca and Klaus are standing by the fire and Rebecca says, I can't believe Finn is dead. And Klaus says, yeah, good riddance. He was an embarrassment. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck about that guy. And Rebecca's like, well, he was your brother. So mind your tongue. And Klaus says, OK, uh, let's say a prayer for Finn, who slept in a box longer than he lived as a man. He was a lovesick fool. He's better off in death. He's like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> and Rebecca says, is that how you would speak about me if I died? And he said, well, you let the Salvatores loose with two stakes that could kill us. So maybe we'll find out. Yeah, he's like, so I guess we'll see, won't we? And he says, and BTW, since when do you have a soft spot for them? And she says, I'm glad you asked. It all started when they gave me five seconds of attention. She's like, well, I had sex with Damon. So there's that. And you know, I've been in love with Stefan since the 20s. <laughs> so I don't know why any of this is a shock to you. But the excuse she instead says is, hey, they may fight like dogs, but in the end, they would die for each other. At least they know what family means. You destroyed us. And Klaus says, hey, I wanted a family. They just didn't want me. Yeah, they didn't want you because you kept killing them. You're oversimplifying the uh, sequence of events there, Klaus. He says, you know, now we're unlinked. So, you know, we're no longer responsible for each other. And she says, oh, so you're leaving? And he says, as soon as I get my stakes, I'm gone. I'm going to take Elena and use her to create a new family of hybrids. It's like, okay, and you think you're just going to get to take Elena wherever you go? That's a whole nother can of worms, buddy. And also, you've already made your hybrid army, okay? And remember, they don't love you unconditionally either. In fact, some of them are quite mad at you. Yeah, so didn't really work out how you wanted it. Looks like you might have to actually alter your own personality. I have a thought. Try being nice. Maybe you're the problem in all your relationships. He says that can't be right. Then that doesn't sound correct. <laughs> Rebecca says, well, what if I choose to stay? And Klaus says, then you're just as pathetic as Finn. And he leaves. And she's like, OK, rude. 
We go back over to the Salvatore house. Stefan is holding a steak and Elena comes into his room and she says, hey, you haven't said much since you got home. And he says, yeah, well, I'll be a ball of sunshine once Damon gets Rick's steak back, I promise. And Elena says, you know, you scared me today. (laughs) He's like, okay. (laughs) She says, you know, you wouldn't have survived if you went up against Klaus on your own. You know, I'm right. And he's like, yeah, I don't care if I die, though, is the thing. Yeah, he says, I'm I'm pretty depressed. He says, mm-hmm, yeah, you don't have to worry about that anymore because he's not worth all the time and energy I've wasted hating him. That was for nothing. Uh, it's done. It's over. We lost. I'm right back where I started. Now, this would have been a great lesson to learn about episode four of the season, but yeah. it took him a little longer. Yeah. Elena says, uh, that's not true. Yeah, Klaus dragged you through hell, but you came out the other side. You beat him by being better than him. Number one, uh, he didn't beat him. Number two, he's not better than him. Yeah, but just full lie to his face, huh? But I appreciate where she's coming from with this. I mean, he needs someone in his corner right now because he certainly won't be in his own corner. Yeah. Stefan says, and what did I lose in the process? You know, hating Klaus was easy. It allowed me to ignore everything that was happening around me, everything I let slip away, but now I have to deal with that. So he really took that right to heart when Klaus said it. (laughs) Yeah, he will. I mean, and he was right to. And he says, okay, uh, just admit it to me, Elena. I know you don't owe it to me, but I need to hear you say it. And she says, well, I can't because it's not true. Uh, Stefan, I never stopped loving you. And he says, yeah, I know you didn't, even though I did everything possible to push you away. This is all my fault. She says, what are you talking about? And he finally says it. He says, well, about the fact that you're also in love with Damon. And she says, what? And he's like, why would you say that? I don't even know why she would say that. She does the perfect lie that she's just like, what? Because she's also, you know, not quite ready to admit this to herself. So she's certainly not ready to admit it to Stefan. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, I love you. I will always love you. I just want you to look me in the eye and tell me you don't feel something for him. And she does look him in the eye. <laughs> and she takes a nice long pause to get here because she's like, how do I not say yes? But also don't say no, because I can't really lie to his face. And she says, I don't know what I feel, which is, uh, yeah, I'm totally in love with your brother. And, and Stefan reads it as such. Yeah, his head falls. He picks up the steak and he Charlie Brown walks away. Then we go over to Rick's apartment. Damon's at the door. And Rick says, oh, my God, hey, you're still alive. And Damon says, yeah, for now, I need your steak. And Rick says, oh, yeah, it's right behind these books. And he lifts out some books. And Damon's like, huh, bookshelf? Really? At least my hiding space was clever. Ha, ha, ha. And then Alaric says, uh-huh, wait a second. Steak's not here. Yeah, he's like, that's super weird. And Damon says, ha, ha, look harder. Rick says, no, I did not forget. A steak doesn't just vanish. And Damon says, well, who else did you tell where it was? And Alaric says, no one. And then he realizes. And he's like, oh, there is someone else up in this old brain of mine. He says, Damon, I'm the only one who knew about it. Damon also realizes, and in case we don't put the dots together, Damon summarizes it thusly. Rick's vampire-hating alter ego has a steak that could kill an entire line of vampires, possibly Damon's. Damon says, is that what you're telling me? And Rick says, yep, exactly that. Rick is like, apparently so. And that is where we end the episode. So here's my question. 
Do you think Evil Lurk will successfully kill a bloodline? And if so, do you think he cares which one? I don't think he cares which one. Um, unless there's like some way that he knows the bloodline goes to like founders, which I don't think he would e- his alter ego would even take that time to figure out. I think he'd just be killing people. I think he could definitely kill some bloodline founders if he gets whoever turned Carolina in the Salvatores. Yeah, exactly. So he could, but I don't think he's going to search that enough. You know, he's just trying to kill this alter ego. I mean, yeah. I guess he's trying for founding families, but I think that's a lot of energy as the alter ego that if Alaric is taking the herbs, hopefully he can't hold on it that long, which brings me to my other thought. I can't imagine the alter ego is like around for that long because it's weakened. There's a spell, there's the herbs. So that stake has to be in this apartment still. Oh, that's a good point. Because I don't think they can go that far. I also think, you know, going back to Alaric's idea early in the episode, maybe now turn yourself in, then you can't get to the stake. That's a good idea. Or, you know, lock him up somewhere else, put him in the dungeon for a little bit and uh, just keep feeding him those herbs for a while because they're clearly taking a while to have their full effect. Well, do you think the alter ego is really subdued by the herbs or do you think it's growing immune? I think it's subdued, but that doesn't mean it's like impossible to get out. But it is this question of like, could the alter ego get out long enough to kill someone without a stopping it somehow? Yeah, you'd have to be pretty efficient and quick. Yeah. Which I'm not saying the alter ego couldn't do, but it's something to consider. Yeah, well, so far, the alter ego hasn't been super efficient. I mean, like Brian Walters was pretty efficient. Bill Forbes wasn't because he came back to life. Uh, Alaric wasn't efficient because he wasn't killed. And Meredith certainly wasn't efficient. Yeah. He's two for four. And Brian Walters was the easiest of those targets. I mean, he wasn't looking out for someone to kill him. Yeah. I don't think this alter ego is going to kill any of the originals. I do think it would behoove them to find this stake still, whether they give it to Klaus or not. Mm -hmm. I think it's got to be in the apartment somewhere. So either, you know, lock Rick out of that apartment and just start digging, or maybe the Gilbert house too, but I think his apartment is where it's going to have stayed. Sure. That is the end of the episode. As always, if you are enjoying Vampire Diaries and or Doppelgangers, please tell your friends. And give us five stars rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. So until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.